Today on Locked On Rockies, the Rockies make the wrong type of history, but is there a glimmer of hope amidst all the madness? You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome to the Locked on Rockies podcast for today, the 28th day of August in the year 2023. I'm your host of the Locked on Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked on Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. If your team is the Colorado Rockies, well, guess what? You're in the right spot because that's what we do around here is we talk about Colorado Rockies baseball each and every weekday, and we are free and streaming on your favorite streaming services, SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app, and you can also check us out on YouTube where you can be part of the show, putting in your thoughts on the Colorado Rockies in the YouTube comments and letting us know what you think about the Rockies, the moves, and everything going on. Rockies did indeed make some moves amidst making the wrong type of history, but as much as we have to focus on that, and we do have to talk about it as because as 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 one element and one factor to look into things, we also have to look at the fact that the Rockies seem to be at least maybe potentially closer to competency than we think we'll talk about that we'll talk about everything else in the world of Rockies baseball all coming up in today's locked on Rockies so the Rockies unfortunately make history on Saturday as they uh, blow a lead in the sixth inning or later and lost the team was able to uh, avoid the loss yesterday to making it another loss after blowing a lead late uh, in taking the lead into the sixth inning or later and it felt comical, honestly, for most for the end of it, especially on Saturday and Sunday, really, when it when it happened. I mean, it's it was almost as if everything was just on a script and going right according to plan. And man, it was just another another thing on top of um, already pretty darn annoying and frustrating season. And what was really frustrating, I think, kind of at the end of it, watching it and experiencing it is there is an alternate universe. I tweeted this out. There's there's an alternate universe where the Rockies are finishing back to back sweeps of two of the best teams in baseball on the road led by a young core. And I kind of wanted to focus at least a little bit more uh, around that. And uh, and I wanted to focus on the fact of. This team was in these games, and there are factors to consider the overworked bullpen, and there's X, Y, and Z to keep looking into it. So overall, in general, while the Rockies are the first team to do this, while the Rockies set themselves up to uh, to make the wrong type of history, while, while the Rockies yet again find themselves making headlines for losing, the Rockies were in a situation where a couple of things go their, their way a little bit more. They get a couple more bounces and everyone is in a, you know, feels like it and steps up and takes a, a, a step kind of forward in, in the, in their progression. Then the Rockies are, are, are in a situation where they make some noise against the AL East and one of the best divisions in baseball, but watching the Rockies overall, Especially when you're considering long-term Rockies and, and and players that that you're you're thinking will be a factor long-term or or at least going forward, more often than not, 
you were you, there were things to enjoy. I mean, this was a, a a a young road Rockies team, a Rockies team that historically has gone on the road and scored very little. This was a team that was able to go out on the road and put up, uh, you know, at least offensive presences, and at least they be they were in. Every single one of those six losses outside of the one that got, or you, you know, you can even go back to the two that got away from them, really. The Rockies were in those games, the White Sox and the Rays games being the back-to-back blowouts. But then all of the, 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 the next four games for the Rockies in that losing streak were decided by two runs or fewer. By just one moment, one swing of the pendulum, and just kind of, and, and as much as we don't want to lean solely on the cliches, they did just get the bad bounces. But looking at this road trip, and even though it went as bad as it did, and, and that should be noted, yes, the Rockies did make history for losing again. The Rockies only won one game on this road trip. It's a bad road trip. But they weren't blown out. At least. And when we're looking for things this season, when we're looking for storylines and threads and things to follow, that's important. The Rockies could have swept, uh, had, had moments to sweep, and maybe not so much in game one against the Rays, but had opportunities to win the series against Tampa and Baltimore, two teams that are really good. And so you're hoping that these moments and going through this and seeing and, and coming up this short when you're getting when, when you're being tested by good teams. We talked about the Dodgers being a test. That's got to feel good and fuel and, 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 and fuel them to know that they want to be better. They don't want to make this history. They want they know that they were that close. It's how do they go? How do they ratchet up and take that next step? How do they? Is it, you know, for the offense, it's score a little bit more insurance runs. Keep making it so close and letting your overworked bullpen have a little bit more to, to to work with and be able to turn to other guys in different situations from your bullpen instead of relying on the same people in the same situations that you need because the games are so close. There's plenty to build off of and go up from here from a moment of, again, a low point. But it's a it's a low point that you at least don't feel as despaired. You feel disappointed. You feel frustrated as a Rockies fan watching, and especially with the leads being blown late. But when you put it in the context of things, and when and it's it's a classic sports radio argument. I feel like Stu Gotts here, but in the way the these are quality losses. Because the Rockies were right there with the good with good teams on the road, especially and in Tampa, in a place they historically haven't played very well. The Rockies were also able to get good starting pitching performances, and, and unfortunately, weren't were, were squandering them. But we were seeing little glimmers of the Rockies and the Rockies themselves being in these games but unable to close. And we talked about that. That goes with the big overall theme of what we've talked about this year for the Colorado Rockies is a lack of consistency, a lack of putting things together in terms of a competitive streak together, putting together a string of clean baseball and winning baseball. The Rockies have not been able to chain wins together very often this year and unfortunately go through long stretches like this. 
So when we look at this moment, when we look back at this stretch, when we think back on this season, and when we see progress from the Rockies, it's hopefully started from, and the guys can point out to, hey, if you remember back in a season like 2023, when we were this close to playoff teams, now we're beating them. Now we're handling them. When the Rockies are doing that, when the Rockies, next, the next time the Rockies go out on the road with this team, hopefully, and go against these this level of competition, maybe not next year, but the year after, and they beat them, and they win the close games, and they're the ones coming up with the heroics, we can look at this moment as something to, to, to look back to as an opportunity for them to grow from here. But yes, all in all, though, that's just the, the kind of the the cheesy feel-good way of looking at it and, and just kind of going through the process of being a Rockies fan right now because you that's that's what you need to look for. You need to look for the things that you like. You need to look for young guys on the Rockies doing things to keep them in games. You need to look at the fact that they're that they're uh, getting performances and continued performances from some of their young guys and the Rockies now have an interesting case with one of their biggest names and one of their franchise's most interesting players in Charlie Blackman because he is still swinging the bat really well and apparently interested in joining the Rockies again here in 24. So uh, we'll talk about that coming up later in the show as well. But overall, it was incredibly frustrating to be a Rockies fan again this week. I, I don't want to undercut that. But at least this year, the frustrations are more grounded in... in just not and, and I'm missing those opportunities to to have the bright moments in this year and instead of being confused about moving forward because at least we're seeing the young guys getting these opportunities and highlighted again by Hunter Goodman making his debut in the finale the Rockies are shifting from their 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 longtime philosophy as it's another example of the Rockies going with the young guys, and that's a good thing too. Let's talk about that coming up in segment number two. Before we do that, got to tell you about our sponsor, Dave. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. At one time or another, we all need a little financial help. That's why Dave is great. Dave can get you cash when you need a hand between paychecks and can help you build credit by setting extra cash advances on time. When you download Dave, you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Extra cash gives you more money to buy groceries, fill your tank, finally get your car repaired or catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. Download Dave today at dave.com slash MLB. That's dave.com slash MLB and you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash MLB. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast, free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. You can also find us on SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app. Also, 
on the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel where you, everyone's hanging out there, talking rocks, hanging out, checking out the show. We had a great uh, great amount of people tune into the, the Friday's pod where we looked into the uh, efficiency of losing, as I was calling it, between the Orioles and the Rockies and who has been able to navigate tough stretches better and, and have shorter, less frequent losing streaks and losing seasons versus each other. And it turns out the Orioles have been a lot more successful since the conception of the Rockies uh, than the Rockies have been compared to the Orioles. So uh, you can dive into that and listen to that there. And it was on uh, display this weekend with the Orioles being led by a bunch of really good young guys and a really good team that uh, has depth and unfortunate injury there to Batista there, their uh, big-time closer who just was so electric. That guy could just... I mean, there's just so many pieces on that Orioles team that was... They just have everything, it seems like, young guys and, and, and everything that just seems so impressive. But it took a lot to get there, and it took a lot of patience, and it, and it took time. And that's kind of if, – if, if what the Rockies did on Sunday and what they did on the trade deadline, the Rockies and Rockies fans are going to have to experience that patience and, and go with it because the Rockies released uh, a designate for excitement, Jerks and Profar. It was a DFA, I believe. I've got to double-check that it was a um, – a DFA, but uh, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, they, or no, they released him because uh, I guess he was just released. Uh, so the jerks and profile thing, it, it, there's just zero reason. And, and it's nothing against jerks and profile. He got a chance to be on a major league ball club. He got a chance again to be, be on a team. He's good chance. He ends up on a, on a roster somewhere. His performance this year didn't, earn him a spot in the lineup overseeing what you have for the future of these young guys. So to have someone who has torn it up at the minor league level here in Hunter Goodman be able to come up and make his debut and then not only do that, but make an impact in his debut, that's what encourage, encourages you. That's what makes you feel better as a Rockies fan. For me, there's really only one, maybe or there's a, a small handful of veterans that I want to see do things on the field in, from, in terms of position players this year. I'm glad and honestly enthused about Charlie Blackman and his return and his potential return next year. We're going to talk more about that. I want to see Ryan McMahon in the lineup. I want to see Brendan Rodgers. And Elias Diaz, of course, is, is a nice added bonus. Uh, the real one, nice one to see, of course, would be Chris Bryant. But we're not going to hold your breath about or my breath about that one, uh, at least right now. My So what I mean is... I want to watch the young guys. I want to see the young guys handle these, the, or see how they handle these good teams, see how these ha they handle these situations. And yes, they came up short throughout this road trip, but that's what was made these games entertaining and exciting to watch this during this losing streak. Even though it was bad and, and it ended up in losses and frustrating losses, I'm still encouraged when I get to see young guys making impacts on games. And it's also and it's super cool and highlighted as a as an extra cool thing when they do it on their debut here. I'm gonna read from uh, Thomas Harding's piece, Enjoy Today, through Black's Advice. Goodman shines 
in debut here from MLB.com. Thomas Harding uh, here, you know, you know, writing about the Rockies. And uh, he writes, Goodman, who forced the call up by hitting 371 with nine home runs in 15 games with AAA Albuquerque after hitting 239 with 25 homers and 78 RBIs at AA Hartford, had two hits, the first one driving in a run, and scored the winning run on Elias Diaz's ninth inning RBI ground out. Goodman, the Rockies' number 12 prospect, according to MLB Pipeline, ended the day by snatching the final out behind closer Justin Lawrence, who needed the result just as much as any of the Rockies, who had lost six straight despite being tied or in the lead in the eighth inning or later. That's the mo- that's the sigh of relief. That's the momentum builder for a solid, a better stretch for the Rockies. A, a, a good late August into the final full month of the season stretch for the Rockies, led by the young guys. It can it can happen just like it did on Sunday there with Hunter Goodman, and it's an added bonus, and it makes you feel better about next steps for the Rockies and what what they can do if Goodman continues to have a strong appearance here at the big leagues for however long it may be. But now with the, with the, you know, you wish him the best, it's the business, but with the release of Profar, with the trade deadline, the Rockies are actually making continuous moves towards punting on the season, looking ahead and seeing what they have, which is exactly what they need to do and have needed to do a few more times in the past. So that's the key takeaway. You can take you, you the focus should go back in on Sunday's game. Look back on those other games. Look where the Rockies fell short. You can point to it absolutely, and 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 you know this, that, and the other things. Bad stretches do happen, but again, I'm feeling pretty good that the young Rockies were shut out, blown out, blown away by two of the best teams in baseball. And now the Rockies have an, the the young guys have another opportunity to to kind of make up make up for a series that got away from the Rockies earlier in the year. Another great team this time at home for the Rockies. How do you respond when the best team comes to your house? And when you have to handle great teams in your environment. Another key these are just stackable learning moments for the young Rockies guys. And uh, you know it's it's for for 2023 it's enough. We'll see how it pans out in the future. We'll see how it uh, you know how things go going forward. But I'm encouraged by the Rockies' moves. I'm encouraged by the Rockies embracing this season for what it is and continuing to 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 lead and go with the young guys. Uh, the Rockies playing five uh, rookies and starting uh, this. Uh, 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 the, the the Rockies started five rookies going back to uh, Harding's uh, piece here. The five rookies who started Sunday and Montero will receive the bulk of the at-bats in the rest of the season to make room for Goodman, a 23-year-old who was a fourth-round pick in 2021 out of Memphis. The Rockies released veteran outfielder Jerks and Profar, who will be eligible for the postseason if he hooks on with another team by Thursday. Goodman plays both corner outfield positions, but so does Tolia. While Montero is primarily a first baseman, there could be crowds at first base in the outfield when Chris Bryant returns from a left index fracture. Bryant has embraced the idea of playing some first base. So what the Rockies do with their young guys, what they uh, how they're going to handle this lineup, the impact that Chris Bryant has on this whole plan and seeing what you have in the development of the Rockies is looming. And uh, 
personally, I, I, I still think I, I, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I, and I know it probably won't happen, but Chris Bryant should just be shut down for the season and let the young guys play and then fully heal and be ready to go. If he's going to make an impact, if he's going to shake up the lineup, he's got to be healthy. So why not see what we got and why not continue to rotate and see with the rookies and let the young guys play for a little bit longer here as the season comes to a close uh, in here in not that long. I mean, it's still months and some change, but I mean, it's it's crazy. The 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 end of the season for the Rockies is is looming. So instead of just sitting here and wallowing in the the the, the darkness that has been this season, I'm at least trying to find the small glimmers of hopes while, while not being ignorant. And while not, well, you know, I don't want to neglect, we cannot neglect the fact that the Rockies were on the wrong side of, of history again. But in a season like this, where the Rockies are at, it's important to look for the other things as well. It's important to look for the good in the storylines while also keeping in mind the you know how bad it was how 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 the fact that this bullpen has regressed and and you know whether it be overwork or 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 this that and the other thing there are a lot of question marks there the starting pitching question marks are still going to be there but the rockies also did get some performances you know the, but the, there are other storylines there that just kind of leads to well it's the 2023 Colorado Rockies. <laughs> it's really the best way I feel like to sum it all up. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the potential return of Charlie Blackman and his impact on the lineup here coming up in segment number three. But before we do that, maybe you think Charlie Blackman is going to get another hit or maybe you're confident in the young Rockies. Well, if you are, why don't you check out Sleeper? Because if you think Charlie Blackman can hit a home run tonight against the Braves, you can swing for the fences with Sleeper and get 100 times payout. All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and select more or less on their stat categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right and you can win big. If you want to see what the slip looks like here on the YouTube channel, you can check it out. Uh, you just pick the the players, pick the statistical categories, and build your slip. And when you use our promo code at Locked On, you can get yourself 100 times the payout here. So when you use promo code locked on, you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply, but don't miss out on a $100 match on your first deposit when you want to test your daily fantasy skills, your baseball knowledge at Sleeper. Promo code locked on is going to get you that $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network and on SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app. We are talking Rockies five days a week here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Check us out on YouTube as well. We head over here to Denver Sports, and we are going to uh, read from them on Charlie Blackman and a potential link-up with the Rockies again next year. 
Let's check it out here. And uh, this is from Jake Shapiro of Denver Sports. Many thought 2023 would be Charlie Blackman's swan song, but the the Colorado Rockies are interested in bringing back the 37-year-old for a 14th season. That's according to Patrick Saunders of the Post of the Denver Post. The four-time All-Star hasn't been an elite player in years, but he has been hot as can be since coming off the injured list a few weeks ago. Uh, this was, I believe, before the game yesterday. So uh, Blackman is batting 421, 16 for 38 with six multi-hit games over 10 starts over the past two weeks. The designated hitter and right fielder came back on August 14th. Uh, so Bill Schmidt said this. Yes, we are. If uh, things working out, Schmidt told the Denver Post, Charlie would provide a good leadership structure for our young guys and he can still play. Meanwhile, Blackman told the Post, there is definitely a possibility I'll come back. I think I've been able to bounce back well from the hand injury, and I think we need a good mix of older players like myself to help the young players with uh, with adjustments and things like that. Honestly, it's a slam dunk. Because he doesn't block the outfield. Yes, he blocks DH. But at the same time, Blackman's the guy that that coming off this hand injury, you can't negate the impact that he has, not only for the Rockies on the field, but off the field. I, I, I there are there is something to that mix, and Charlie Blackman is the right type of guy to have in the Rockies locker room. He is the last guy as a position player, really, on this team that can talk about the winning Rockies. Ryan McMahon had the taste of it when he was younger, but but Charlie Blackman can give some context to what winning baseball feels like in Colorado, what it means to the city, what it means to be a Rockies player playing meaningful baseball and impactful baseball down the stretch, on top of being someone that can still swing a pretty good bat. Yes, Chris Bryant should perform better than Charlie Blackman, and yes, Charlie Blackman isn't going to be the best DH in baseball, but he's valuable to the team in multiple ways. As long as the the role is understood of what Charlie Blackman is, and if next year doesn't really pan out that well, he might if he's willing to embrace a role that that is, you know, becomes more behind the scenes, which I think will be very hard for Charlie Blackman. I think he will be on that field until he feels like he cannot be on that field no more. But I don't imagine him signing with another team. For example, if Charlie Blackman's going to play baseball in 2024, I'm pretty confident it'll be with the Colorado Rockies because it's the I think it's the right place for Chuck in this stage of the career because if he can continue to contribute, he's got a chance to help a Rockies team get back on track, make more noise. Who knows what happens in 2024 uh, and uh, see what happens. I'm for it. The right type of deal, the right structure. It'll be it'll be a win for the Rockies. Um, but uh, it's an interesting one as well because of what 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 does happen if Chuck doesn't perform next year or gets injured. You still have the the young guys that to turn to as I, I suppose. But I think it's the right veteran guy to keep around on the right type of deal, and I think the Rockies will get it done. Uh, and I don't think Chuck would go anywhere else. We'll see what happens, though. But uh, anytime the Rockies have something worth talking worth talking about, we're talking about it here on the Locked On Rockies podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Shout outs to our everydayers out there. 
Thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us here on the Locked On Rockies podcast. You can find us on your favorite streaming service. You can find us on SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app, as well as your Colorado Rockies play-by-play action. You can also find us on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel. Until next time, this is Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Rockies podcast.